I wish I was able to not laugh like uh, like a dying helium tank. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost like like Mario. Oh. <laughs> What's it like the? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hey everyone, Joe here. You're listening to the 10th episode of Like for Like, a podcast where my friends and I talk to some interesting people about what it means to be a creator in the world of social media. My co-hosts today are Alex. Hey. And Jonathan. Hello. Oh wow, nothing weird happened that time. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. You're expecting this something is, weird? Well, I mean, usually there's like a like a strange uh, gap or like you say something strange, like farts. I don't know. I, you haven't said farts I before. I haven't but... said farts ever in a welcome. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Um, on this, this episode, <laughs> on this episode, musician, producer, and YouTuber, uh, Jeremy Blake will be joining us. But first, guys, we're in the double digits now. We're on the 10th episode. Wow. Yeah. Number 10. Yeah. Only 90 more to go before triple digits. Yeah. That's the next big one. Ooh. Yeah. So an episode a week that puts us at, um, what is, what is that? Uh, somewhere. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, oh God. <laughs> you, yeah. Both you and I will be 30. Yep. Um, when we hit episode 100 at this rate. Mm -hmm. That. So should we just stop now? <laughs> Should we just give up on things. life? Yeah, you can just, just lie about your age. Yeah, this is true. We that, say we pre-recorded all these episodes in advance. <laughs> we just means... never stopped recording. Mm -hmm. Never slept <laughs> for four months. We went completely Russian sleep experiment on this one. It is October. I can say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I mean, we could just uh, I, if we recorded an episode every like two days. Um, we could probably develop enough of a backlog and then the only thing that would give us away is if we were talking about like, you know, current events, current events yeah. but maybe that could be cool. It could be like a time capsule thing. Film, you know, yeah. Awful as well. <laughs> <laughs> also bad. <laughs> All bad. I'm so glad I just saw episode nine. Wait, am I doing this in the wrong direction? <laughs> probably. I don't know anymore. We're dealing with like uh, four different timelines. There's at least three Joes at this point. I think that was the, was that the Halloween episode that the other Joe killed? Yeah. I, I, can't, I wasn't your covered. Yeah. So that hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Oh man. I need to listen back to that because I don't you're, remember anything that happened in it. You're really breaking the fourth wall here. Second Joe. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, no, I, I'm, I'm actually the, the fifth one. I was referring to the other four Joes. Joe, you're like dimensions. I can't even keep track anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Four, and I'm like, no, done. <laughs> done with this yeah what is the fourth dimension is it like the one that we're technically in uh sure i mean it's one that we move through just as a dot is also in the third dimension like it's it's not just in one dimension it's mm. like it is within the you know all dimensions are in the same universe it's really just a different perspective a different level of tangentiality to the the previous dimension hey john you got any fart jokes um, <laughs> No, but I had some really bad farts. Oh, yeah? They hurt. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no. That is sad. Do, do you have any fart jokes? No, uh, but last night when I got home, I made a big bowl of ramen, and I put way too much hot sauce in it, mm -hmm. um, and I really paid for it earlier today. Yeah. Yeah, I got shot. That's terrible. Oh, 
was it your 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 hot sauce supplier? Yeah. <laughs> For... Yeah. He didn't like how I was burning through a supply so quick. <laughs> Shot me right in the shoulder. Didn't expect it. Man. And then I shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> You know, sometimes I feel like apologizing to our guest like before they even come onto the episode. Like, I'm sorry that you're gonna have to be associated with this other 30 minutes of banter that we've padded your beautiful interview yeah, with. That's a good point. We usually it's just I always imagine like, oh hey, like, like we I was on a podcast, mom. Like, here's my podcast episode, <laughs> and they listen to the first like 30 minutes. They're like, Alex. <laughs> no stop doing this you guys have been doing we plagiarism now for 20 minutes straight <laughs> or they open up the episode like why does it sound like these guys are at a coffee shop and they're just obnoxiously sipping tea into the microphones I thought you were in this episode <laughs> that's terrible yeah i'm still i'm still going back and forth as to whether or not to put the uh the timestamp for the interview in the episode because i do like you know, we talk about some interesting stuff outside of the interviews, but at the same time, I do feel sort of like I owe it to people that if they genuinely don't care about us at all, they can just skip mm -hmm. ahead to the person that they care about. Also, we're making... Like an approximate timeline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just hear, hear the tail end of the conversation and it's, I don't know, something random like like zombie weddings or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like right in our, in our oh, vein. I gotta rewind and find out what they're talking about. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should do. We should we should put the timestamp for the interview in the episode, but make it a couple seconds earlier and just make sure that we end any conversation with something real random and, and catching, like a, like a cliffhanger. Yeah. Be good. Do that in addition to put a bunch of different timestamps. Don't <laughs> label them. They're just a mystery. It's a choose your own adventure of a podcast. That's I know that this episode will be out after the Halloween episode, but that's 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 what the show notes for the Halloween episode are gonna look like now. Just really, a random string really of numbers. Speaking of traveling in time. <laughs> happy November sixth, everyone. Is it the sixth? I think this it is be really, yeah, because the thirty four and then Oh no, it'll be the seventh actually, because the uh the election the midterm oh, elections oh, are on the 6th. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, it does nothing to tell you who are the person listening to this to, to go vote because uh, you have already made your decision. If you didn't vote, you're an asshole. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. it's your fault that person <laughs> got it. Or it's your not your fault. Or it's your fault that person got it. Good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could just say, like, thanks in two completely different ways. Thanks. And thanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, now give us, now, now give us one as if you've, uh, as if you've grown up with, uh, like, uh, you've always had something clipped to your lips. Oh, oh, that's good. That's good. Okay. Now, now give us one as if, uh, as if your nose has been replaced with the snout of smog, but just your nose. No. Oh. Okay. Well, the, the sound no, of smog. <laughs> Sorry. No. He's like he has like that weird voice where he's like going up and down his voice like Yeah. So Jonathan, I have to I have to tell you now, um yeah. we're we're gonna murder you after this episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't have much going on anyways. <laughs> God. I told you before. Um So for those of you on November seventh. I already voted. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> now I was talking to Joe like on the way here. Like we used to work the best. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how we met. Aww. And like you, yeah, we met. At <laughs> Joe had a brown shirt that day, and I was like, he looks so cool because his shirt was like unbuttoned most of the way. And I was like, I like this guy. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I told him how much I hated working there. That uh, like we have a bunch of deer in our in our area because Joe mm-hmm. mentioned he saw a deer while he was hiking recently. He got pretty close to it. <laughs> usually like you hear stories about them charging yeah and uh i was just curious because when i used to work i would just kind of get closer to these deer hoping they would charge me so i wouldn't have to go to work <laughs> i'd rather be impaled by a deer than work at it was uh it was it was that bad yeah. i think i am going to if only for the purpose of a I joke bleep out the like company depressed. name every time <laughs> but just wanted to say something in response to john mm-hmm. some people intentionally injure themselves for insurance fraud in order to gain money Oh no! I was doing to lose willing, money. You were willing to lose money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was strictly for for the purpose of uh, of not even being able mm-hmm. to work. It wasn't a not having to work thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was a please make it so that my life uh, just just doesn't have to involve this horrible, horrible hell of blue and yellow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Must have been great for uh, you walking in there because I imagine you guys probably feel similar ways. Yeah. 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 It was definitely. Um, I. I don't think there's a single like retail location that I've worked at where it it wasn't almost universally hated by the employees. I I think that's just that's just the experience of retail, especially um, retail service. Well, especially in in non commission sales and like I I don't for the listeners this is probably not super interesting, but yes, especially in in non commission sales, you you don't have like a personalized incentive to be good at the job or to really care. Um, so it, every place I worked at like that just became like, okay, I'm I'm friends enough with these people that I don't want us all to suffer terribly. So I'm yeah. going to do well at my job. Uh, and that was that was basically what kept us going is like it we developed like this nice little retail family mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, it is nice. It's yeah. nice to look at y'all. Yeah, yeah. Body cues really add a lot. Uh, especially, I noticed this during uh, uh, when we were practicing streaming a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of of us talking over each other. Yes. Yeah. Very cross, similar to like two strangers, like you know, kind of doing doing that next to each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that but verbally. Mm-hmm. I actually have a a nice story about an incident like that. Yeah. So uh, we got like five minutes. You're good yeah. to go. It was a. <laughs> I mean, I won't, I won't straight stray away from it, but like really, I talked about it before about uh, dealing with the depression. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. like a time in my life where I was just, it was just like, yep, this is the day. Like just really just down deep. Yeah. And uh, I was I was working at HEB and um, I was walking and this older gentleman, like this older guy in his 80s, like he, uh, we were both on the medicine aisle and we both came like from opposite ends of the aisle, uh, walking towards each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did the classic like, oh, we both stepped the same direction, then tried to step to the other direction. And then he just like grabs his cart and shakes it like this, like back and forth. I just like made me like smile and laugh. It's like that dude saved me. <laughs> Man, it's yeah. the smallest thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. You know, like I used to um, when we had the previous podcast, which I, I won't even mention the name of, uh, and it is it is hidden away. There's, there's there's no trace of it on the internet anymore. Automatic but, doors on minivans. Of course, yeah. I, <laughs> no, <laughs> the, the <laughs> I was actually. Like I didn't know if that was a real thing. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what it was. No, it, it wasn't oh. automatic doors on minivans. That okay. that was actually cool. a yeah. weird in joke. <laughs> oh okay. It was um, for like what, like three months or something. It was pre see you in the morning. Yeah, like pre twenty eleven. Wow. 
We'll have to we'll we'll have to revisit all of our old defunct um, projects one day for Sitting a friend cast or something. Yeah, like that that would be really good That'd to talk about. So just all of us talk about defunct. Products. Yeah, I would love that. Uh, anyways, no, I want to get this out real quick, real okay. quick. Uh, just to stay on subject because we got like three minutes before oh, the yeah, interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, two really important things. Um, first, uh, when we had the old podcast. I used to sign off every episode with um, thanks everybody for listening and just existing. That's pretty cool of you. And uh, like, we're going to get deep now, I guess like three minutes before the interview, but uh, it's really super important if you have, regardless of whether or not, you know, you have somebody in your life who struggles with, with depression or if you're a person who struggles with depression yourself um, to just like remain a presence in the life of the people around you, uh, like just simply being there for somebody. And, and I don't mean being there, like listening to them talk about their shit, but like just being a person who they can see on their phone that they're regularly texting or something like that, or just being a person who is on your friends list and like shows up in your Instagram posts and that sort of thing. Those, those little things are the kinds of things that keep people alive yeah. who, who deal with depression. So, um, yeah, I guess this is a PSA for for yeah, people yeah. out there. Like, just just to exist for people, for the people around you, be present. It's really important. Yeah, you you mean more to people than you realize. Yeah, and then uh, the the other uh, second thing is uh, I'll I'll link in the show notes. But uh, if you're somebody who struggles with uh, thoughts of suicide, there's no reason to do that alone. Go get help, and uh, I'll, I'll put put some links in the show notes for that because uh, yeah, that, that's something that resonates personally for for all of us. I think, yeah. and by all of us, I mean the three of us recording this podcast right now. So yeah, there, there's that. We love you. <laughs> yeah, we love you. We I mean we do. spent the past couple hours like watching your videos you are a ludicrously oh. talented man <laughs> thank you very much i appreciate yeah, that absolutely I, I hope that was a good use of your sunday <laughs> it has it's been, been a wonderful sunday <laughs> it has been a very good sunday yeah <laughs> awesome where are you guys based uh we're in san marcos texas okay cool yeah central yep. texas just uh it was a hotter day than uh, than i was hoping for today but uh but the weather's been generally nice yeah awesome it's the opposite of that here it's full seattle fall now oh yeah it will it be rainy and cold yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but it's all right it's all right we know we know what we're getting into up here mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what have you been up to today um i did some video work uh sundays is kind of my uh do youtube stuff day or work on music day and Took the dog out, did grocery shopping. Pretty pretty much the schedule. Nice. So to start off, why don't you tell the people out there who are listening to this who may not be familiar with what you do, um, what what is it you do? You wear a lot of proverbial hats. Sure. Um, I guess probably most people would know me from my work on the YouTube channel, which uh, is called Red Means Recording. Um, I do a lot of stuff with synthesizers, hardware, and software, and make music on screen. 
the thing that's kind of the claim to fame is uh, using the uh, teenage engineering OP1 digital synthesizer to uh, make uh, like a track from start to finish, and I put like captions on it while I'm doing it, kind of explaining the process. Sometimes just putting random stuff on screen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I've, I've been making music for a long time, and I absolutely love doing it. And video is also something I really love doing. So it's kind of become this cool synergy of things that I love to do. That's cool. Yeah, I, I, and for me, Red Means Recording was uh, sort of the way I found you and then eventually got into your uh, music and all that stuff. So on Red Means Recording, you talked about the OP1 uh, videos. You have a pretty characteristic style with those videos. What was the like evolution to that like? Yeah, it was really kind of random. Um, it sort of fed in on itself via the feedback that I got. Um, the first video that I did I definitely wasn't setting out to do this uh, as it has turned out. Um, I'd had the OP1 for a while and I just sat down one day and um, was like, oh, I'll just make something on it. And, and I, I I don't even know if I had intended to put captions on it when I was recording it, but I thought it might make it a little bit more um, relatable. So mm -hmm. I did that. And um, and that feedback, people, people really, really seemed to like it. So I was like, okay, well, there's a formula here. And... Mm -hmm. um, I, it's kind of fun to do, so I'll just keep doing it. And then as things kept going more and more, I mean, and more people were watching and commenting, there became a feedback loop of of like in-jokes and kind of uh, just like that style kind of solidified itself. Yeah. Bread means recording and all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was and sort of the purpose of this podcast, I guess, is is how creators are influenced by social media and that kind of thing. What was it like for you, like seeing the responses to those videos from people and like realizing that they were influencing you in that way? Uh, I like it. I mean, it's, it's one thing to sit around and make something and put it out there to the world. But I mean, you know, if you're making music and you're putting it on Bandcamp or something like that, or SoundCloud, you can, you know, ping your friends or tweet about it and people might go listen to it or something like that. And it's kind of a very one-way thing. It's like, I've made something, here it is. You know, you could tell me that you like it, but we're not really gonna have a conversation about it. Um, yeah. So with YouTube and, and with this particular type of, of media, um, I really found that being able to um, play to and also subvert the expectations of the people who were into the content, uh, that was a really fun thing for me to have this conversation with them. Social media is a little different, like Twitter and stuff like that, because uh, the conversation is a little, it's a different kind of conversation. But the ones that happen within YouTube and, and with chatting with people about the content, I, I really, really like that. And it helps kind of inform my direction because I don't really have a personal direction with this. It's more of just seeing where it goes. Is there a specific like uh, direction you've ever wanted to go with the YouTube channel or, or that you expect to go in the future? Uh, like uh, something new you really want to try out? Um, I'd like to just be able to kind of um, maintain a balance with it. it I've, since the channel got more popular, I've seen a lot of people, a, a lot more stuff where people like companies and stuff like that are, are wanting me to do videos about their, their product. And um, I have seen, that's been a big thing over the last year, and I've mm -hmm. played with it a bit and, and taken some of that on. And I guess a lot of the times it feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To, um, and and the, at the end of the whole thing, um, so uh, I, in terms of a direction, my, my only real thing is trying to focus more on the core of what made the channel um, 
something that people wanted to look at for the beginning, and that is the creative process in a way that um, entertains and also uh, informs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and with the OP1 videos and like the other sort of studio rig videos you do, it's definitely more of like a conversation with the audience. And I guess with those sort of sponsored videos, that's there's less opportunity for that. Yeah, yeah, and I have a lot less time to really get to know the piece of equipment that, or the the piece of gear that I'm supposed to be making a video about. And I mean, I've had the OP1 since 2012. There's, it's something that's really, really familiar to me, and it's it's hard to do that sort of same thing with the same familiarity with a piece of gear that I've had for maybe two weeks. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Speaking of where you could possibly go in the future, I'm kind of wondering about uh, the opposite of that, the past. Uh, way before the Obi-Wan and everything you've done with this channel, um, what was the first time you made music with something digital or made music in general? Teenage years, childhood, where did it really start? Uh, it started in like, I guess, middle school, if I'm going to point at something. Um, I was already playing music. I was a flautist for a long time. Um, and... Uh, I was in high school band, uh, you know, middle school band, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, my middle school teacher at Jason Lee Middle School here in Tacoma was an awesome, awesome guy, and uh, he had he had the concert band that was part of the, you know everyone plays the the concert band pieces, but he also had a jazz band that was kind of his passion project, and I hooked up with that. And he had two Yamaha SY seventy sevens as the keyboards, which were a um, really cool workstation thing. And I guess fell in love with them. I hadn't really had any experience with synthesizers up until that point. And he was really nice and let me um, come in after school and play with them. So I think the first thing I did was a cover of a Sonic the Hedgehog song <laughs> That's great. from one of the video games on the SY-77. And then fell into whatever I could find once I realized that was something I was interested in. So, you know, the computers was the closest thing I could take with me all the time. So whatever software I could get a hold of. Um, also something that I was wondering, as we were watching a lot of your videos earlier, it was kind of a combination of like later videos and earlier videos, and we noticed that uh, uh, that in the earlier videos, uh, uh, it's 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 just your hands and a robotic voice, and later you start to show your full body and then your face, and eventually you're speaking directly to the camera. Um, was there anything uh, besides the growth of your channel that triggered the um, uh, lack of anonymity? I thought... I really didn't want to, for a while I didn't really want to put myself on camera. I thought that there wasn't really any need with the stuff that I was making. Um, but as I got deeper into sort of the idea of maintaining it as a channel as opposed to just making stuff and putting it up there, I realized that there was stuff that I needed to talk through, like actually use my voice. And then I realized there was stuff that if I wanted to talk about it, it was a lot easier if I just put myself in front of the camera. Um, so yeah, it's it wasn't something I wanted to do at first, and it's not something I'm even super comfortable with now. But um, it, it, it's whatever, if the content if the content needs me to sit there and talk to you, then I'm going to sit there and talk to you. And it's easier to have my face on there as something to look at than it is like my hands, if that makes sense. Yeah. Also, you, you mentioned Sunday as being sort of your like YouTube and like personal project day. What does your time man management look like? Do you have a, any specific strategies that, that you use for like managing the whole like day job, YouTube hobbies thing or? Yeah, I, I kind of. I mean, my schedule is 
dirt like from week to week day to day is pretty set like i i have a nine to five i get home i take care of the dog i make dinner and then the time after that is up for grabs mm -hmm. um so you know i have a couple hours a night that i can work on something um and then you know saturday just make sure that the house is taken care of and um that our chores are done and i don't really get a lot of stuff done on su saturdays <laughs> and then sunday like i said is is Besides a few chores, you know, that's the day where I really get to sit down and focus and do stuff. It's not ideal for some things. Like, it's okay for making small pieces of content. Uh, it's a lot harder for making, like, like projects that are uh, more intense in terms of focus and scope. Like, let's say, like, I wanted to, like, write a whole album. Mm -hmm. um, that would be a lot harder because the thread keeps on getting broken. Um, and it's really hard to pull away from something like that. So for the type of stuff I'm doing right now, the schedule and the time management aspects of it are all pretty simple. Um, it's harder if I wanted to like take some on something more ambitious. We're gonna interrupt your interview for just a minute to show you our shiny new ad space. The plugs you normally hear at the end of every episode live here now. Uh, we don't have any sponsors for today's episode, so I just wanted to say thanks to all of you for listening to and sharing our podcast, especially on iTunes and Spotify. We really appreciate it. Um, Alex, you want to tell people where to find your stuff? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. I recently changed my handle. Instagram at Alex Shags Alston. So professional. Twitter at Alex Shags Alston. Yeah, unless you're British. YouTube, in which Alex case, Alston. that could also be dirty. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> uh, you can view my portfolio, my old portfolio, um, at www.jdockle.com. That's D-O-C-K-A-L. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram at, at DockleJonathan. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Joseph R. Strom. And you can find uh, my blog, my music, all that stuff at plantasticfanit.com. You can also go there for show notes to this episode. Now back to the interview. You're not just, like, not just a musician, but you're also a visual artist. Um, and not just talking about you playing the instruments, but there's also a lot of really cool 3D visuals that go along with your music that some even feel like you're kind of living inside a kaleidoscope. And uh, <laughs> I was just curious, um, do you have a background in art or was just, just something you learned as you just kind of continued developing your music and everything else and just wanted to give a visual to it? Mostly the latter. Um, my background is mostly in music, and then um, I went to uh, school for audio production. But I guess I just always really liked visual art, especially when it came to like music videos. Music videos like dazzled me growing up, and um, it's just I fell into wanting to learn how to do some of that stuff. So, kind of, you know, taught myself piecemeal here and there, and then. Um, you know, whenever I wanted to try something new or felt stale, I'd try to learn a new technique. And we're really lucky these days because honestly, all the stuff that I'm doing on there, if you wanted to learn how to do it yourself, you know, all you would need to do is find the right tutorial video on YouTube and you'd be there. Like, yeah, yeah. it's 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 such an amazing time for that kind of stuff. Yeah, really, especially with um, with stuff out there like Ableton Live being so 
modular. Like there's so much, so many open source plugins and things you can get for live and Macs and stuff like that um, to do exactly the kind of things that you're doing. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, we we just wouldn't have in previous years. And does that uh, working visually does it also help inspire and feedback into your music as well? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, during the making of the OP1 videos or during making something, it, the process is actually kind of like there's always a visual component, even if it's just music I'm working on. I mean, music makes pictures in my head happen. So uh, I'm, even if I'm not going to end up making a piece of video or a piece of um, motion graphics for the piece I'm working on, there's a there's a visual aspect to it as I'm thinking through it and, and kind of what it feels like. Talking about your YouTube channel and stuff like that, you've done a, a couple collaborations with, um, well, now I'm wondering how many off the top of my head. Uh, You've you've done at least like the four producers one sample collaboration and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. What what is that process like? Just uh, collaborating with other producers, especially over a medium like YouTube. Yeah. So that um, there's I think that's actually the only collab thing I've done on YouTube. Uh, that was really chill. Andrew Huang, who spearheaded spearheaded that, um, is a consummate professional, and <laughs> everyone else involved uh, also was. Um, so it was really easy. I mean, we had the sample source, uh, the song by Lucy Swan, mm -hmm. and we were, we were given carte blanche to do whatever we wanted. So there was no creative constraint. Um, and then it was just basically about capturing the content, which was needed for the, uh, the video itself. It was less of a collaboration in the true sense and more yeah. of just like, I'm going to contribute this chunk of thing for, for this thing. And you're going to edit it together. Um, the... I did do a collaborative EP that came out a couple of weeks ago that I spent, uh, I think it was, I think it took like two years to finish uh, just because the collaborator was in um, Norway and both of our lives were really busy and um, it's just kind of off and on again. And that was a lot more challenging, honestly. Like um, it can be, I, I don't I didn't know this person. Like he contacted me and was like, you want to work on something together? And I was like, sure, let's give it a shot. And, uh, that was more challenging in that just, you know, you do, if, if you really feel passionate about the type of art that you're making and someone wants to add or, or change something uh, that you're just like either attached to yeah. or goes against your sensibility, you do have to kind of check yourself um, and figure out if it's, if you're having like a, a knee jerk reaction mm -hmm. or if, if it's actually something that, that you think makes the piece worse, which is incredibly subjective. So. <laughs> Tempering your subjective, temper, tempering your subjectivity in collaboration, I think, is the biggest challenge, honestly. Yeah, with any collaboration, really, just uh, learning that other person and and how how they work and where those boundaries yeah. are, I guess, for for feedback. Yeah, I'm a terrible collaborator, honestly. I I have been asked quite a bit over the years to do stuff, and I'm like, you don't want to do that with me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You don't, you don't. Let's not do that. I I understand. Uh, yeah, definitely. Up until this last year, I I. There's been a few, um, and Alex can attest to this because he's been in some of the projects. <laughs> there have been a few failed bands. <laughs> well, sometimes yeah, you need to control yeah, your own I, brains. Yeah, you know? I, I totally understand. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Outside of music creation and art, what is it that you like to do that isn't those things? What else do I, I mean? I like I like playing some video games. I love uh, I love watching horror movies. Yes, I uh, love. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sorry that's become a running theme on this podcast for some reason is talking oh, about oh, really? 
Oh, that's badass. I could spend I could spend an hour with you guys on that. Maybe we should do another one sometime. <laughs> that's totally uh, fine. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I like to ride my bicycle. Um, I know that sounds like a, I'm going to break into Queen, but it's true. <laughs> <'cause> I'm <laughs> an avid cyclist. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Um, I, I like my dog. Take him for a walk. He's a good boy. <laughs> uh, my life's pretty boring outside of the fabulousness that it seems to be on YouTube. It's, yeah, honestly, <laughs> I mean that's probably probably a good thing having that sort of um, sort of anchor of a of yeah. a regular daily schedule and stuff like that. Is there anybody I'm trying to remember the the word? I've completely lost the word. But any any sort of uh, acquaintances you have or, or friends that you've made through YouTube that have that are more yeah. active in uh, being a part of that that social media fame. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I mean, Andrew Huang and I chat pretty regularly mm -hmm. via DM um, about the industry and, and stuff like that. Um, it's kind of a weird thing being in this space, if you want to call it the synth YouTuber space, because uh, companies are really starting to understand that YouTube is a, a thing to uh, advertise on. Yeah. Um, but they don't. But the technical the technicalities of that still haven't really been worked out yet. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of conversation that can be had about that. But he's full time, you know. He's he's doing this. That's his job. Yeah. Um. So it's really interesting to 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 see what he's doing. And then um, Bo Beats is another YouTuber who uh is very dedicated to uh this. I think he works part time. Um. So again, just like he he, I think he cut his hours to work more on YouTube, and uh, he's focusing on that quite a bit. Um. So yeah, I've, I kind of see, I've seen all the different spectrum. I've seen like just go on it full time and I've seen do it more part time. And then I'm me sort of like, it's kind of a expensive hobby kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Any recommendation horror movie wise? Ooh, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you've watched. Oh. Like uh, I could, I just, I really liked Hereditary. I thought that was really, really good. Um, that was fun. <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet. I enjoyed that a lot. Oh yeah, I, I actually don't even know if I'd call it a horror movie. It's it's not quite as scary as you would think, but it's it's excellent. Um, it's pretty if disturbing. I had to go through some of my favorites, <laughs> what was that? It's pretty disturbing for sure. It is, yeah, absolutely. Um, and horror kind of has layers okay. like that. Like there are different types. There are different mm -hmm. types of horror. You know, like it, it could be jump out and scare. It could be slow burn, like Hereditary is. I mean, the a, a lot of the final. I, I, I don't want to spoil anything for, <laughs> for John next to me, but like a lot of the final imagery that the film leaves you with is. Oh yeah, it really yeah. leaves a mark. <laughs> yeah, there's a specific scene in the bedroom when the boy um, oh. wakes up at some point that was just so well done because it's like you keep on expecting mm -hmm. something to happen, and yeah, I don't want to spoil it either, but just yeah, it was just really well done. Just enough. Um, yep. I I just finished uh, Haunting of Hill House, the Netflix series, which I thought was pretty well done um nice and except for the last the last episode um <laughs> i haven't seen that one I, yet. I didn't like that oh i recommend it it's by the guy that did oculus um and, oh, okay. and oh, a couple okay. other movies yeah it's it's excellent and um i'm trying to think uh i'm about to start into the fourth season of the sci-fi channel zero um horror anthology which i'm really excited about all of those have been really really excellent if you haven't seen those cool cool Thank you. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, you want to go ahead and uh, plug your stuff? Where, where should people go and follow you? Where should they uh, look at your content? All that stuff. Sure. 
unfortunately, I don't have youtube.com backslash Red Reans recording. Um, oh, no. My YouTube channel is. Uh, yeah, I know. It, I, the, the Red Reans recording thing happened way after uh, YouTube offered me my custom URL. So yeah. I'll have to do some magic at some point to uh, fix that. But it's youtube.com backslash JJBBLLKK. Cool. Um, you know, super easy. And my Twitter's the same. Um, and then there's links on both of those to all of my like Bandcamp and stuff like that. Um, if you're interested, my music's on Spotify and all the services under Jeremy Blake. And uh, yeah, that's about as much flogging as I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Don't contact me anywhere else. <laughs> uh, uh, is there anything in particular you wanted to uh, shout out or, or represent before you go? Uh, any any person or project or something? Uh, not really. I mean, I'm really happy to have been starting following you on Instagram. I really like your work. Oh, thank um, you. Go, go check out his work. Go look at his stuff. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, just uh, I'm happy that we have an opportunity in this day and age to do this kind of stuff and have it be received by others so well. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Well, uh, thank you so much for talking with us, man. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. Cool. Well, have an awesome night. Uh, we'll let you go. All right. Okay, cool. Thanks, right, man. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Sweet. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, I give it like five episodes till we're doing me undies. <laughs> 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 What's me undies? <gasps> what? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just pull out any podcast made in the last year. Yeah. Wait, it, really? Yeah. I haven't heard that ad yet. Yeah. yeah. No, hugely. It's it's a huge thing with a lot of like the big, big podcasts. They're up there with like Squarespace and Casper was for a while. Um, and just that, everywhere. Uh, what's that one that... Uh, um, uh, 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 ZipRecruiter? Uh, yes, ZipRecruiter is another one. Audible. Hides your internet use. Ooh, um, um, it's not Bitdefender. It's... Um, I don't remember. Some some proxy. NordVPN? I was thinking Man. like Thor? Do you watch internet comment etiquette? Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's why that's why you know NordVPN. It's not just him. It's a lot of yeah, yeah it, it it's a lot of different uh, uh H three podcast, uh, uh that other guy that I saw at Fantastic Fest. Yeah. Whenever whenever Beautiful I think bastards. of whenever I think of Nord though, I, I think of internet comment etiquette because his he has entire videos that are literally just Nord ads, and they're really hilariously well done. Yeah. <laughs> like, entire... He's super creative about it so that he can make a good video and also make that bank. Speaking of eccentricity, recently listened to Gogo Bordello, and I still think yeah. starting Start Wearing Purple is one of the best songs I've ever heard. <laughs> I love that song, too. Same album, um, I Would Never Want to Be Young Again. Okay, I actually don't think I've listened to that one because I don't think I've listened all the way through that album. You start listening to them and, to and be you're fair. like, "Oh, cool! I get it. It's you know, it's 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 pretty fun. This is really lighthearted." And then you listen to "I Would Never Want to Be Young Again," and it's like, it's uh, the lyrics are written about uh, um, the uh, what is apparently the lead singer's actual experience of having to because I think Eugene Hutz had to move from Ukraine to New York City when he was a kid. He grew up in the '70s, and um, and I think that he was he grew up close to the the reactor that went off okay to, like evacuate and he had like a real uh um well a real immigrant situation and yeah like and he was writing about how like traumatizing that was for him as a uh, wow as a child and um and in that song there are like uh, you know it's really like you know like thrash yeah and they're like horrifying 
haunted house like screams Ooh. like like women screaming in like their in, like their top register yeah. as loud as they can as this horrifying story is going on it's an incredible song i really recommend we wow. listen to it after we're done recording this because it, it God, definitely it's amazing yeah you can't hear it now but my eyes are just like yeah <laughs> just like yeah. opened up I'm like Whoa. they did make that sound a little bit a couple seconds ago they, they were just like oh wow i don't know if the mic uh, picked it up but i heard it it's a superpower yeah hmm also, fact check me on that on that whole Eugene Hutt's backstory. Like, I haven't read his personal <laughs> yeah. story in a long time. Yeah, definitely. I could be totally pulling that out of my ass. I you know what would be a fun bit? Going through Wikipedia pages for artists and creators that we love and just reading them. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> just, uh, just, just going through and finding interesting information about them. And maybe, you know, we can... They'll correct us. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe they'll correct us. Maybe we'll just have trouble reading certain sections, and and perhaps um, oh, certain so you bits want of me to read it. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of a couple of videos that the uh, the Game Grumps released uh, like a month ago. Yeah, they read their own personal Wikipedia pages and were like, "Yep, I did that. Nope, never did that shit. I don't know what they wrote that about." <laughs> and we're talking about that's so yeah, great. It's really funny. That is a that that is a personal goal of mine to just get popular enough to to have a Wikipedia page. I mean, I know I could I could make my own Wikipedia page, but that's just wrong. It's cheating. Yeah, it's yeah. cheating. Yeah. You have to have somebody like when I made my own IMDb page. <laughs> <laughs> I not really not really cheating, but you know. If I, <laughs> I was technically an extra at a Friday Night Lights episode one time. Dun dun dun! I was never seen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you should be making bank off of the royalties at this point. I know. I, right? I, I've never seen the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that. I've had that issue a lot where I've talked to people that created movies and certain movies, but I've never seen the movie. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> like, that's great. I never seen Inside Out, although I have now seen Inside Out. It's okay. Anytime somebody yeah. brings up uh, Friday Night Lights, I just have to start talking about explosions in the sky, and then they think that I'm like in on some sort of information. But all I really know is that they did the soundtrack for it. Oh, really? <laughs> huh. I don't know how popular the show was, but it was a, a there were two candidates running for vice president, like school president. It was like a the cheerleader girl and like the dorky girl. Interesting. That that was a scene. I don't know what episode or how that like fits into places, but. Factoid. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan was an extra on a I thing. I was there. <laughs> I said, yay, Jenny. <laughs> I, thought you, I, I thought you were strictly using hyperbole when you first went into that example. <laughs> no. You were actually... I was saying, yay, Jenny. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So Jonathan, Jonathan only speaks in absolute truths. Yeah, because he's, he's a said, if, if you vote for me, I'll make sure you get laid on prom night. And I was like, yay, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, man. You should have improvised. I'll make sure they get laid on prom night. <gasps> it, was like, it was a great moment because the director was like, you, you say yay, Jenny. <laughs> That's my shining moment. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jenny, was, that, was that too... We are in an apartment building. Was that too loud? No, it was fine. I, I was just laughing about the fact that every time you and I are in a room together with mics in front of us, you you mime ejaculation at some point. You want a date? <laughs> <laughs> You can find show notes for this and other episodes at lflpodcast.com. That's lflpodcast.com. I want to thank my co-hosts, Alex and Jonathan. Yep. <laughs> hey, pleasure being here. 
Always fun. And thanks again to Jeremy for joining us. Links to most of what we talked about today will be in the show notes as always. Thank you everyone out there for listening to the 10th episode of Like for Like. Take care of yourselves and remember, the cow goes... Oh, I don't, I don't know that, but I, I, okay. I do know how you type that out. And I was, I was curious, what is Joe going to say when he says this word? <laughs> it was like J H X L L L L H J K L L P K. There's some Z's in there. Zzz. I think I even have it a B, which is like, I mean, if you're going to do random phonemes, that's, I don't know, I don't know if that's the one you want to throw, when you want to throw.